Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. We're back another week. A lot less stuff because I think a lot of the Disney stuff we covered took a little bit longer. But um, we're going we're gonna to hit it ground running. We're going to keep going. Make sure you go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming, where you can find all of our locations. Me and Tim's uh, Twitches are separated now perfectly, so you can click on each one. My name on Twitch will be changing to just FOMOcast in like 40 more days. I didn't realize I couldn't do FOMOcast Chris on my gamer tag on Xbox, so it didn't work. So um, I might keep it. Who knows? Because FOMOcast Chris is what I play PGA on, and then even on uh, activision my name is still grizzle ceo so i might make a graphic that says whatever t- twitch or whatever but we'll see um but then we have our youtube all that stuff i have a new box i just unboxed which is nomadic which it was a welcome box but i did get a cool little thing i'm going to show tim real quick so this right here is pretty awesome it's called uh it's called cola tree so you see how small it is yeah that's a backpack and it opens up pretty big. And then this pouch works as a valuable pouch. So if you need a backpack for whatever reason, you keep it in your car, uh, keep it whatever, you have a nice little bag to, you know, actually cool. have nice straps and everything. It's pretty cool. So we'll see how Nomadic does in the coming up days. But, um, and then I got to what, what kind of after. subscription box is Nomadic? Was it similar like so backpack or? It's like an outdoorsy kind of one where they give you like the packets for like protein. And um, it had like a water bottle. Um, okay. It's smaller things. It's a cheaper box. So it has smaller things in it. And that was the welcome box. So, okay. And it also had a, um, a compass. So a cool one, a cool little compass for going in there. But oh, what nice. they do is you do a little survey, kind of like short par four. And they kind of get what you kind of like. So they okay. go towards that. Oh, nice. So, because like short part four, you actually do a survey after each of your boxes, and then they'll send you an email sometimes and say, "Hey, would you like to see a pullover, or would you like to see a zip up?" I, I prefer pullovers for golfing, so I usually ask for a pullover. That's why I got three or four pullovers, which my Callaway one I just got is the best one. I love that one. And then the rain jacket, I said, "Would you like a rain jacket?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, that'd be kind of cool because it's um, people don't know golf rain jackets don't have cuffs on them. They kind of like just cinch to your wrist, and I like that better." It doesn't make it, it doesn't get all wet, it doesn't get all soaked. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, look for that nomadic one. I can't remember what was all in it because it was kind of, uh, it wasn't that much. Uh, but the backpack was pretty cool and the water bottle is pretty cool. So, and it's like one of those flat water bottles that you fill up with water and it gets bigger so you can carry it with you. So, it's easily uh, storable. So, you can, yeah. you can basically have the bag and everything real tight packaged. So, thanks. So, we're going to start off. We had, Two people pass away. The first one, I I don't know who he is in the movies, but I know I've seen him before, and that's Paul Ritter. He was 54. He ended up having a brain tumor. Um, it's kind of shocking. Um, there's another person we'll mention who has not passed away, but it kind of ties into this. Um, you know, with COVID, things have been kind of quiet. You haven't seen people out and about, so it kind of makes sense that you wouldn't know about his passing just because, you know, I mean, why would you? He he wasn't doing anything. Um, so, and he was in Harry Potter, and he was a big British person. Like when you, and I think he was in Doctor Who. There's a lot of stuff that I've seen that he was in. Um, yeah, he was like a in character a, actor. Yeah, and James Bond also. I think Quantum of Solace. I can't remember exactly which one. 
And um, what I recognized him from was he was in HBO's Chernobyl. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. He was the main and, doctor. Yep. And if you haven't seen that, it is, I think it's six part and it's really awesome. Obviously, really good. The Chernobyl event. So they did a, did a good job on it. So that's where I recognized him from. I forgot. I saw, I looked him up. I'm like, where do I know his face? And then I saw the yep. picture of him on the, his IMDb. That's right. Chernobyl. Yep. Yeah, so I think that was probably the most recent thing he was in, but I'm not 100% sure on it. Um, I would say so, because if he was at that point where the tumor took, you know, took him, I mean, those ones don't, oh, I mean, he could have been a certain one, I don't know. Uh, Quantum of Solace, you were right, Quantum of Solace, he was in. So the last thing he was in was he was in a TV show called Friday Night Dinner. Because when oh, Chernobyl came out in 2019, so he was on a TV show called The Capture. He was on a TV show called Catherine the Great, a TV show called Rebellion, a show called The Trial of Christine Keeler, a show called Cold Feet, a show called Belgravia, and then the most recent one was Friday Night Dinner, which was like a series he was on for 37 episodes, and he does have something coming out called Operation Mincemeat. Um, huh. Let's look at the movie. Yeah, I know they said he did what did a lot of uh, TV acting, so which makes sense. Which most of that stuff was British TV acting, but the one he's yeah. coming out is the movie is uh, the lead is Colin Firth. So, um, huh. oh, and it has Jason Isaacs. I know a bunch of these people from, because Jason Isaacs I know from Harry Potter. And there he is. Yeah, so it looks like it's a lot of character actors from British television are in this movie. So that'll be his last one that he's in. Um, and my favorite character, I think I know the, him from, let me make sure, because his face looks very, very familiar. The Ballad of, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. No, he's just got a random, that's weird. He looks really familiar, but he's not the guy from uh, where I was thinking he was from. Oh, all right. Well, um, so he passed. And then also we had Mark Elliott, who passed away at 81. Who's Mark Elliott? So I'm sure everyone who's ever watched any type of Disney VHS like the ones in the mid uh, in the '90s that came in, you know, the big clamshell type. He was the narrator that would um, announce the upcoming features or the movies or anything like that um, on it. So he, I mean, if if you in a world, uh, well, no, he didn't have that type of voice, but you no, know, up, he was up, in he was in that documentary in a world. Up, yeah, so um, that was the last thing he did. <laughs> He uh, his last work that he did for Disney was the Aristocats and uh, Hunter One Dalmatians Two Patches London of uh, Adventure Special Edition DVD um, was the final in, trailers that he incorrect. announced both released in, in um, correct incorrect. No, his final trailers that he did, oh, not movie trailers. that he was oh. in. Oh, no. Gotta listen, son. Gotta listen. In, he wasn't in this, but he um, did the audio descriptive narration. For Tangled. Yeah, so he worked for Walt Disney Entertainment from uh, 1983 until 2008. 
So obviously that was the big renaissance period for Walt Disney Animation. So um, it, it's cool on the website that I was looking it up on. It had um, a couple YouTube clips of different trailers, you know, upcoming features or coming out this fall. Uh, and it's like, hold on, wait. Yeah, I didn't know. And like anything, a lot of voice actors, you may recognize the name, but you don't right. know. You, you've never seen um, his face before. Well, his face or what characters they do, or they do Correct. a lot of them, unless you really know that program. It's like, why does that sound familiar? And you look at it, it's like, oh, he's done this voice, this voice, and that voice. Or with him, um, the Mark Elliott, like I said, he had... You would all know him if anybody had any of those Disney VHSs. Um, with, he is. With it, he, so. he does have that very distinctive voice, which I think um, what makes him also distinctive was it wasn't very a gimmicky voice. It was kind of like he was just talking. You know, he didn't try yeah. to do like the in the world or things like that. You know, which what see, and he has that kind of voice. The only other voice that I feel like I I hear is. That like not from a show I watch. Like if anyone from the office voices something, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know their voice, you know. Yeah. But um when my son started watching uh Puppy Dog Pals, I'm like, why does the names the voice sound familiar from Bob, the main character? And I'm like, man, he sounds really familiar. And then I look and it says created by Harlan Williams, and I'm like, no, it can't be that Harlan Williams. And it was. And that's what I always like finding stuff like that. And the crazy part, I just looked it up. He died of a heart attack. So he was 81 and he had a heart attack. Right. So he probably, I, I mean, you never know. Some things are just also other underlying things. My wife always tells me when you hit a certain age, you're taking so many medications. You don't even know what some things you may have because the medication could have a side effect of that symptom or the medications could cause, you know, yeah, or it could things. mask something. Right. And so you never know. He could have, you know, lived even longer, which is crazy to me, especially since, you know, he was 81. So he was 70 and still doing the voice narration stuff for Tangled. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know how much of it it was because I know some of that stuff I've heard. Some guys can do that in like, a half a day or a day they can complete all of it so they a lot of them will work like an hour or so a day and i'm sure they can figure a spot where look i'll narrate it narrate it narrate it okay i can stop here and it won't sound weird kind of thing so yeah uh, exactly and a lot of them too if that's what they do um they have like home studios or whatnot to do it and send it in and have another have a guy mix it in or, or whatnot where you don't have to actually physically go down to the studio all which, the time as well which i've heard a lot of the voice actors have started doing that already like that's a big because from what they i've heard even if they have a smaller place they can make these sound booths in the smallest of locations and record the audio and you can send it in because i was watch i was reading some article about how it was a it was a, a movie or something that was it it was animated i believe and they legitimately two of the people never even even have never even met face to face because they legit did it in one guy did it in his own home studio because he had it when the other person did go to the actual studio but the, the other person was a veteran actor that probably could afford it and i guess you know they wanted to do it i know some i don't know i don't know if disney does this but i have heard of some places will have the actors in the same room to try and build off of each other 
or react or see, you know, because I think it's different. Like, I couldn't imagine not knowing how Robin Williams was reading his lines for the genie and be able to react. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm sure the person who played Aladdin was like building off of the energy that Robin Williams was giving. Whereas now it's just kind of like read it like this. Maybe they'll play it back for them. I don't know. You know, so. Yeah, no, exactly. And especially if it's a a really big part in the movie, you want to get it, get it right and get it authentic versus just hearing it and playing it back or maybe a video recording um, of it. And especially a lot of those comedic actors like the Robin Williams, where they ad libbed a lot, you know, a decent amount of stuff. So it's like. You can't you get even, that. You don't even know what they're saying. It, it, exactly. And you want that, like you said, that that pure reaction on it. So, Well, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Uh, we want to try and keep the rest of this positive this time. But we always like to lead with this because there are some people who um, I'm trying to think. I've heard pe- recently like people who you haven't seen and you don't know why. And why these individuals may not be at that extent. But uh, one person I wanted to mi- mention um, who has taken a very steep decline in health is Jack Hanna. And um, I legitimately just posted that article earlier today, right before um, we came on, really. And um, I hadn't seen him in a while. And usually you see him doing little things in here, but apparently he's um, he's 76, I think he is, or 73. can't remember. He's in his 70s, and apparently he's got dementia. 74. He's 74. And yeah. Um, they, his family said it, it took a very, very quick down, downturn and he won't be coming out publicly. Um, they're assuring everyone that he's still humorous and he's still wearing his khaki uh, shorts and, you know, wearing his clothes that he always wore. But um, he was like a staple of me being a kid, you know, watching the Saturday morning little like TV show he had that were he'd like show you wild exotic animals and show him like on a safari and whatnot. And, uh, it just puts it in perspective. You know, a lot of these, uh, like my wife, we were talking on the way home. I told her, I go, Jack Hanna, he's got dementia real bad. And, you know, I haven't seen him. And what's crazy is, is celebrities are so prevalent in our life. Now, how many other actors out there do you think are probably in this kind of state? Cause you know, they can just go hide and you'll never hear about them. And all of a sudden they pass away and it's like, Oh my gosh. And you're like, man, the last time I saw this person was like, I don't know, you know, 15 years ago, I haven't seen them. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, or they could be doing something and hiding, uh, not hiding, but covering it up. And the perfect example is as Chadwick Boseman, you know, doing everything that he did and what he True. was, what, and what he was going through. So you kind of get, um, both sides of it and it all depends on where they're at in their career like with jack canna i mean the uh most recent thing that i saw of him and it wasn't really recent he'd always come out like on the late night shows the jimmy fallon's all those with the uh with the animals you know before it was like the steve Irwin. now you got you know the jack canna um all of those like you said that were staples in in our childhood but for them that was you know their there every day and when they really had their race uh, rise to fame so you know it's it's sad to to see that the dementias that's a that's a bad one and especially um you know it wasn't a gradual thing or you know maybe it was and then all of a sudden it just took a took a turn for the for the worse 
So, yeah, no, it's that's a bad one. Yeah, and it's like I was just thinking the last person who I saw who did not look very good was um, Maggie Smith, who played uh, Professor Minerva McGonagall in uh, the Harry Potter series. And I saw a picture of her coming out of the hospital, and she just looked so horrible. And you forget because I'm so used to remembering her. She was in Hook. That's where I kind of, you know, love, fell in love with her acting was Hook. Hook's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Hook. I can watch Hook anytime. I'm going to keep saying the title Hook till everyone goes and watches it. But, you know, you, she's old lady Wendy in that. So for those that don't know, the premise of, the premise of Hook is that basically Peter Pan keeps coming to visit Wendy Darling and she eventually grows up and gets married and has kids and like in the cartoon where she gives him a kiss, which is the thimble, his daughter gives a kiss to Peter Pan and he drops the thimble and he loses his youth and he never goes back and he grows up to be to be Robin Williams. But I can always remember thinking, looking, I'll go, man, Maggie Smith was so old, but she wasn't old in that film. She yeah. made her look older. So now seeing what she looks like in real an old life, really, it's kind of like they did not gauge the aging process very well. And it just kind of sad, you know, cause you know, we're going to get there eventually. And I don't like that thought. And, uh, it's, you know, that's why I do like to, to bring up who does pass. Cause those may people, someone might love Mark Elliott. Mark Elliott may have been one of their favorite people in the world, you know, and, uh, with some things that I found out today about what something has been going on in the entertainment industry, which I won't weigh it down on this. I'll play it, play it later. But, uh, there's some things I found out that make, you know, seeing people who you like to watch or enjoy, it makes it more important to me, I think, to bring it out. So we're going to try and stay positive, even though the next one looks like it's kind of negative. It's not negative. Um, Mortal Kombat movies release dates delayed by one week from 416 to 423. Now, people think, oh, my gosh, well, they're not delaying it for any reason except for they're going to give Kong versus Godzilla an extra week to try and earn as much. It has already earned grossed more than um, Wonder Woman 1984 did completely. So it, I think it's just a, it's a great play because I mean, one more week may not seem like a lot to people, but there's spring breaks happening everywhere. So that gives them one more week for it to be the only thing out there. That everyone's watching, which I will be watching it on Friday um, as well as trying to finish the Snyder Cut because I keep falling asleep during the Snyder Cut. So I'll, I have a lot to watch on Friday. There you go. So not bad. Um, the Space Jam trailer. Did you watch it, Tim? Yes, I did. Um, eh, like, I'm it, okay with it. I'm okay with it because, like, here's the thing. Everyone hates LeBron James. Ever since I saw LeBron James in that, um, what's her name? What's her face? The comedian's uh, movie, uh, Amy Schumer. When she was in that movie, when he was in that movie, he was hilarious. Like he is an amazing sense of humor. So I was like, he can't be worse than Michael Jordan. Like I used to love the original Space Jam, and I watched part of it, and I'm like, 
Michael Jordan is a horrible actor. This movie is absolute trash. Uh, Patrick Ewing, it was really funny seeing Muggsy Bogues and Patrick Ewing and the other dudes like not being able to play basketball. That was kind of a funny aspect. But, man, I, I just hope it's not what I think it's going to end up being is the way the trailer showed it. It's trying to be like Ready Player One where all these other cartoons are coming into it like Roger Rabbit style in the very end where they're just busting through a wall and they look, there's the iron giant. Here's this person and this person. And I mean, I'm hopeful because I did like that. They came back and I liked that on this one, they're not fighting the monsters. They're fighting. They're basically playing basketball against real players, cart cartoonized with different abilities. So I think it was Paul Pierce or someone like that is like, um, they have like robot arms or something like that. Like they have special abilities now. Kind of like whatever just... they're known for, because uh, it's NBA players. Whatever they're known for, that's like their talents. I think like Clay Thompson's in it or something. Yes, um, Clay as Thompson well. is one of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, I. It was interesting. Like halfway through the trailer, it's no spoiler because it's on the trailer. Like he gets, uh, like LeBron is like animated, and Correct. I'm like, oh no! I mean, I literally you know, said, oh, no, are you kidding me? Because that I would not like that premise of it because obviously the original Space Jam, that's not how it was. I'm like, oh, are they going to go that way with it? I'm like, oh, that I didn't like that. Then it just must have been some part in it because the rest of the trailer, just that little snippet of it, he he was that. And then um, (laughs) he wasn't that. But I... I don't know. Um, hopefully, there's a couple more trailers that come out and see see how it is. Um, I just hope they don't do like try to like make LeBron funny, but it's forcing it out um, and not let it be natural. Because I mean, let's face it. Like you said, you know, Jordan's a horrible actor, dude. He's not an actor. You know, he's he's an at he's an he's an athlete. True. Um, I mean, I will is... give him credit. I will give him credit because in that one, it makes fun of his baseball too, doesn't it? I'm pretty sure it may make fun of him playing baseball. Oh yeah, in the beginning, the catcher's telling him what's coming. Oh yeah, that's right. They and then and then he game. like strikes out or whatnot. He's like, hey, hey, good, good at bat. You know, don't worry. Hey, can I get that autograph at the end of the game though? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that, that 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 takes a lot of humor because you're making fun of yourself because he was horrible at baseball. Yeah, nope, he he was. But the funny thing is, is he uh, that year he had the most uh, jerseys sold in the minor leagues. So, same thing but. as um, Tim Tebow. But so as of right now, I can tell. So you literally have you have Damian Lillard, Lillard, Kyle Kuzma, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis. I'm assuming this woman's in the WNBA. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's all basketball movies. So she's a basketball person, I guess. Um, Diana Taurasi. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she did WNBA. She's a stud. Okay. I think okay. she played for UConn and got a championship. And then you got Nika Agumike. And I know that she is a basketball player for sure. And then let me see if anyone else is. Um, the rest is all uncredited people. 
as basketball players. So, I mean, they got some high quality, like players in there. Yeah. I mean, same as the, as the first one too. Right. But the first one, they didn't really play any part of it, which I feel like the thing is they're playing themselves in this. So it's not like on the original where their talents were taken. This is almost like, because the character, um, Don Cheadle is, uh, playing a character named let's see well he got higher builds than lebron james uh al algae rhythm and that's what he's playing and he's like a bookie almost is what it, you get the vibe he's like a bookie and he's building these teams to play against each other and he shows up it's kind of crazy um it's almost like he gets kidnapped or his son gets kidnapped is what happens in the trailer and he goes and runs over and they suck him into this world. And he's like, I'm going to put you with the worst team. And basically it's like all the different planets in this universe are playing in this space jam tournament. And he basically gets dropped with the Looney tunes. So, yeah, the, I mean, let's put it this way. I'm not going to go out to the theaters and see it. I'm going to wait to either for it to, to come out on some type of, you know, free streaming um, or see what the reviews are uh, on it and, and go from there. Cause I know they, uh, they toned down some of the characters on what they look like from the first space jam, returning characters from the first space jam on this one. So well, it, it looks like almost too, from one of the previews that I saw that they take them from the cartoon cartoon and they make them more 3D animated when they go to the actual tournament because the tournament's in a different world. So I think yeah. that's why LeBron James turns into a cartoon because that whole world of Looney Tunes is that cartoon style. And then when they come to the other planet, it shows Bugs Bunny kind of changing. Now, yeah. I, I don't want to get too deep in the controversy because there is no controversy. Pepe Le Pew was removed from the film in 2019 when the new director took over the film it was nothing to do with current times it was just he was out of date and he actually hasn't appeared in cartoons since like 2015 or 2016 so that's not news and then the um portrayal of lola bunny um was inappropriate in the first one as a kid i realized that i didn't realize that but as i do it now she's wearing regular basketball clothes and people are complaining oh she's not a sexy bunny i'm like she's wearing basketball clothes she's trying to play basketball so yeah and i heard that actually they're saying that the one of the pictures they were using in all the articles that she's not as sexy it wasn't even the picture from it wasn't even like a screen grab from the movie it legitimately from the first movie it was just someone drew it and they were complaining about that. And I go, I don't even think she looked like that in the first movie. She had kind of baggy. I remember they all had kind of baggy shorts on for all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, hopefully Bugs Bunny gets his girl in the end because Lola Bunny was kind of fun having because you don't have no. Um, aside from Muppet Babies, Muppet, Muppet Babies, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures, which was very inappropriate that I look back on it now. Even more appropriate, inappropriate than the regular Looney Tunes. Um, where they all had kind of female counterparts in that one. You don't see them have anybody. So we'll see what happens with Space Jam, and hopefully LeBron James can win just so he can save his kid. Yeah, I wonder what type of secret juice or secret sauce uh, they make for him, for the team. Yeah, the, the oh, man, you're bringing it back. I got to stop. I got to stop. 
Because that that was a hundred percent. I forgot. He, freaking the best acting of the whole thing was him talking about the special juice. Oh, right. Oh man. All right. Well, let us know what, how you feel about it. Like we talk about all the time. Go to our link tree. L i n k t r dot e e slash fomocast gaming. Um, the next thing, which is not really a surprise. Um, Netflix and HBO Max could lose Universal Movies with hopes to boost Peacock subscriptions. Um, when Peacock first dropped for like 24 hours or 48 hours, they had all the Fast and the Furious movies on there. But even though it's it's an NBC Universal production, the rights were somewhere else, so they had to remove them pretty quickly. Because um, I know a lot of these, if you ever watched Disney Plus when it first came out, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think was the first one that got dropped on the platform, or Ant-Man did. Ant-Man was one of the first ones that got dropped, dropped and then Endgame because their contracts were expiring, not Endgame, Infinity, Infinity War. Um, and I think what happens is they actually will have like the movies on the system ready to upload. And as soon as the rights come back, they hit the button and the rights come back. So... Um, what they're doing is smart. Peacock needs to increase increase their their viewership because it's not great, especially with the fact that if you want to watch certain things, you have to pay more money. You know, their whole thing was well, part of it's going to be free. I haven't watched it since I watched it. You know, when it first came out, but you know, there's there's little things that they could do to make it a little bit more incentive wise. It's pretty expensive for for what you want. I think it's like eleven ninety nine a month, and um, if for those that don't know, there should be a spring sale usually, and then there's usually a fall sale. So if you like a certain show, like The Office, like Parks and Rec, like I do, you buy them on the sale for 20 bucks for the, all the seasons, all the hidden extras and all that stuff. So you're not dealing with this right now. So 40 bucks, it, I got it for life on Apple TV. So I, I don't think it's worth it. I do think that if they start pulling the the HBO Max thing of dropping things on Peacock that they buy first, you know, quicker or whatever, they might get some people. But there's not enough original content for me. Like the Picard show doesn't do it for me. I do kind of want to watch Below Deck because I heard that's uh, pretty good, which is the um, Star Trek one, the cartoon. I heard that one's pretty good. But um I mean, we'll see. We don't really know the full extent of what it's going to do. Yeah, and like you said, it's just a, a move for them to, well, I mean, it says right there, to boost their, their subscription numbers. Exactly. So, got to do got to do something if the numbers are low. Yeah. So we have two new trailers. There's a slight tie-in of the first person's trailer with the second person. Um, so the two trailers we're talking about are the Loki trailer and the Black Widow trailer. So the Loki trailer gives us a little bit more of an idea about what's going on. And basically, um, it's really funny. I really enjoyed it because uh, Luke Wilson is, no, it's Owen Wilson. I keep getting them confused. Owen Wilson is basically just, he doesn't trust Loki at all. Like he knows he shouldn't. And he's like, you can trust me. He's like, really? No, I can't. So when I'm watching it, there's one part where we see somebody who looks very suspiciously like Black Widow. And there have been rumors in the Marvel universe that basically because Steve went back and didn't come back after he redistributed the stones, what happened to Black Widow 
after she gave after he gave the stone the stone back to Red Skull. So in the Loki trailer, there is one someone who looks very very closely like Black Widow. So we don't know if it's gonna be one of those ones that try and bring a character back through interdimensional travel or whatever. But I really like this new trailer because it explained a lot more what he's gonna be doing and basically he's gonna be. Um, they call them the timekeepers and they basically are there to make sure things don't things go according to plan they make sure things do not get altered and they have a funny clip of him stealing the tesseract which is just it, just throwing it in there they watch him do it and uh i'm excited for it that's good you didn't watch it i i don't know cuz i would have no clue what it what it's about like I said, I've watched two two Marvel movies. <laughs> we gotta get so. you to catch up. But uh, then we have Black Widow, which was just it was a new trailer, but it just kind of like re-edited. Makes one thing that they've done is people have been worried because they're like, "Oh no, Black Widow's fighting with her sister or whatever it is." But the new trailers that have been coming out have been giving you basically a background as to why they're fighting, why they're doing the kind of thing they're doing. So, um. I am kind of excited for it. Um, and they I did see a thing today. I don't know if you put this in the list. No. Um, that basically they're predicting that them delaying the movie because it will open in theaters. And um, I'm actually going to buy it when it comes out. I'm going to get the premiere. I'm going to get the premiere access because I need to watch it. But uh, it's going to triple. They, just, they think it's going to triple how much money it's going to make. Well, I mean, everyone's, uh, you know, was waiting for it. And then with everything shutting down, you, you get even more uh, anticipation for it. And now it's just building that back up. And you're going to get the revenue from the Disney Plus Premier Access. And then once it goes to theaters, you're going to get that um, as well. And, I mean, it's a, it's, a Marvel stu- it's a Marvel movie, Marvel Studios movie. Um, like I said, that everyone wants to see, and I mean, Marvel Studio movies have done pretty well. I mean, they got pretty much the best track record there is, right? And I the mean, next, the last mean, one to get the to the last one to get topped. I mean, they had to re-release an older movie to trump the the Marvel movie that had top spot. Which I have a feeling Black Widow will destroy Avatar. Yeah, because, I mean, probably. Because technically, the coolest part, people don't realize this. So, Premier Access, I think they partially do it so they can track it. I mean, I think they figure, you know what? We'll throw a price on it. 20 bucks? Hey, let's do that. So, you have five people over. Say, hey, let's watch Black Widow. And what I do like about the Premier Access, too, is you, once you purchase the Premier Access, you get it forever. So, as long as you have the service, you know, so... Let's say, for instance, they delay the regular people getting it until October. You're going to have it from May to October, and it's nothing they can do about it. But as in the next part of our our, our, our agenda, movie theaters are upset with the decision to stream Marvel Studios' Black Widow on Disney Plus Premier Access because I assume they probably thought, well, we, we should get first dibs on this. And... You know, I know people are mad with HBO Max deal, but I have a feeling people aren't as mad because they still have the option to, like, 
after the 30 days, they get to play the movie in the theater without anyone competing with it. So, and not as many people have HBO Max that have uh, Disney Plus. Mind you, most HBO Maxes, if you have a limited internet for your phone, you actually probably get it. HBO Max for free. Um, I got grandfathered in when it was in beta, so I got it for free. I didn't even know, and all of a sudden I logged in to my old HBO account, and it worked. So I was like, all right, sweet. I got HBO Max. Um, so we'll see how it plays out because the deal that Universal um, was Universal, no, Warner Brothers made is changing the HBO Max thing, so they're not going to have the premieres anymore like they have been this year. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, and we're especially going to see what happens after the California governor. He basically says that, hey, you know what? If we keep vaccinations going the way they're going, and if um, our hospital hospitalizations stay the way they're going, we're not going to do the tiered releases anymore. We're going to fully reopen by by June 15th. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, that's kind of crazy. And I realize why they're doing it. Do you want to know why they're doing it, Tim? Because he's going to get recalled? <laughs> Not just that. I don't care about that. Because we're going to get another Democrat in, in anyways. It doesn't matter. It's the same people. Politicians are corrupt. I don't care. Well, so I was looking, and I work in Stanislaus and San Joaquin County. And I deal with restaurants. And... I was like, why is San Joaquin County not open yet? Because they were doing better than Stanislaus County. They had less cases, whatever. Legitimately, the only reason why San Joaquin County didn't open until this Tuesday instead of two Tuesdays ago was because they had a shortage of the vaccine. They legitimately are technically already their um, hospitalizations would put them in the orange tier. So they legitimately are being held back off of some BS regulation. Their hospitalizations are better than anybody in the area, but because they didn't have the vaccination numbers they wanted, you can't reopen at all. And I'm like, that's just, I mean, and I think that's why he's doing it, because he realizes the tiered thing doesn't work, because the requirements are ridiculous. So, I mean, we're going to see what happens. It could go haywire and not happen by June 15th, but... If you're giving me a June 15th date of fully reopening, that means I can plan on making my trip to Disneyland in September or October because it's going to be fully open 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm which, just like, which is okay. which is funny because, you know, if you're if you're taking Disneyland and Disney World, um in Disney World, they basically said because obviously they're a little bit more open than uh, here in California, you know, they're already saying, well, hey, and obviously they could do whatever they want because they're a private uh, company. company. Right. Uh, but they're like, no, we're still doing, you know, all the, even if it, you know, opens or whatnot, we're still, um, you know, you're going to have to wear masks and, and, and everything right. here. Where, you know, with this, I mean, it seems like, I mean, if if the tears don't matter, then what what are we doing what are we doing right now with it? it like he said, especially know. with that county being pretty much punished because they had a lack of vaccines. It's not right. like they didn't have them and nobody came and got them. It's that they didn't 
have the vaccines. So how can you punish them if they couldn't even get them? Well, and that's the worst part, too, is they were showing this thing about how this woman went and got her shot from CVS. And in my area, I don't know about Tim's area, every single pharmacy that I've been in or gone by, they have a huge sign on the front door that says we do not have the COVID vaccine. And the reason why they're doing this is because apparently up north of us by Sacramento, there's been like a string of canceling people's second shots because they don't have the shots. So literally people are getting their shots canceled because they don't have any shots. And I know it's because they went through and they hurried up and they, they got stuff distributed because they were trying to get those numbers of California, but it's just crazy. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if we fully reopen. I am not optimistic, but uh, I mean, I've seen crazier stuff happen and I know a lot of the restaurants are just like, screw it. I'm just going to open up because I can't, I can't risk you know, not being open. I've seen a lot of restaurants sale and I've seen a lot of restaurants go out of business. So, uh, fingers exactly. crossed to all of you that, you know, like, make sure you go local, go small and try and support those who want to come back and come back strong. Right. Especially opening, closing, opening, closing. Oh, 15% capacity, 25% capacity. Oh, now back down to 15 outside only. Oh, you could be inside. Oh, nope. Back outside. It's like uh, from day to day. And it's not like there's the, covid police that are out you know policing it all it's pretty no. much the, the the general public doing it so and <laughs> um the, the worst part is is so i deal with some bigger restaurants and they legitimately will get told by their corporate office you need to have fully staffed because they're making the announcement they make the announcement every tuesday oh we're going to be back open but how much are you going to be open so do you you bring in five people or do you bring yeah. in three? Oh, you brought in five but you're only open at 10% well guess what two people need to go home you yeah. open up with three and you're open up at 25% well you need to call two people in real quick well I can't come in because I got exposed to covid and just it's just a, it's it's a show and that's what's frustrating me is just because if they were just like florida and said look make your own regulations in your plate your establishment things would probably go a lot more smoothly. I understand the need for masks, you know, except for the fact that, you know, masks don't work in in a majority of cases. Um, I just hope that these businesses take the right approach and don't, you know, screw it up, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, ultimately on any state, it's, you know, it, it comes down to, um, the governors and what they want want to do, um, and with that, I mean you're opening up a whole another can of worms there because well, you're talking about I mean politicians, we'll jump so. we'll jump down to this part you talked about, which was uh, you put on here um, how Orange County mask mandate will stay until fifty fifty percent of population vaccinated says mayor. Do you know what that you know what happens with that? That's a very dangerous thing to say because when you're just the mayor. No offense. I think that's a very big position. But if the governor says that there's no more mask mandate, guess what's going to happen? Everyone's going to leave your county. Everyone. They're going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else because they can go get food next to county over, which Orange County is not that big. It's not that big of an area. You can go over the county over, go to Los Angeles County, which is ironically enough. No, no, no. no. This is Orange County in Florida. Orange County in Florida. Oh, Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So it doesn't say in Florida on my end. So if it's Orange County in Florida, 
It still doesn't make sense because, like I said, if people will leave the county to go somewhere else, they're going to go to the county over and they're going to be like, I'm going to eat over here, you know, which I know some businesses are still requiring masks because here's the thing. If you're some sort of jerk that says masks don't work, you're stupid, you don't wear a mask, guess what? You get ridiculed. You're not welcome there. If you're a restaurant that says, hey, we want you to wear a mask, you're going to make more people come in. I've been places where they're like, hey, masks are optional. And I'm like, all right, no big deal. And the weirdest thing for me is we were gone, went, went away for a weekend to Monterey. And the amount of people who look at you like you're some sort of idiot walking in with a mask when there's a $100 fine if you get caught walking around without a mask was insane. So I'm ready for this to all be over because it, it's annoying. But yeah. we already started and, it. We're starting our Disney pile. Yeah. And, 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 at the, and at the end of the day for the masks and what companies, um, you know, require it. Remember, they're private companies. You're going on their property. Yes. So they could. They could do whatever they want within it's the no shoes, no shirt, no service thing. Within as means. long as exactly. it's not discriminatory and it's focused on every single person, yep. they can do what they want. Yep, and it's you know what you always see the sign: uh, restaurant can refuse service. You know all 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 of that. Like you said, as long as it's um, not discriminatory or anything like that, you're setting yourself up for a lawsuit there. But I mean, as long as it's not, you know, like state, federal, or, or a public property, all of these, you could say whatever you want. Oh, I'm not going to wear a mask or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, well then, then we would not like you to have, this, have you in this establishment. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not welcomed here. I'm sorry. It's just like if you, you can't walk into, you know, a Starbucks butt naked, you know. Same. Well, not around here. You might be able to do that in Seattle. I don't same, know. Sa- same, same <laughs> smell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but I, yeah, it makes sense. Like they, they legitimately, that's, that's why I like people will say, you know, like, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm like, all right, well, when they tell you to guys, my favorite was, uh, there's a dollar tree by my house or dollar general. I think it's one of those. And we'll go there every once in a while, get little cheap toys, play with the kids, whatnot. And we walked in and we had masks and this dude walks in with no mask and this lady she just didn't have the courage to go up to him and i'm obviously they're afraid because people are rude and she's like if you're in the store you must be wearing a mask so he walks out with his shirt over his face and i'm like you know it, it it's it's weird to me because look if i don't like it i don't have to go anywhere so if i have to go somewhere i have to wear a mask no big deal i have masks i have beard masks i have everything i saw a man when i went to home depot the other day Ask the person pushing cards, do they have masks to buy in there? And I'm like, where have you been the past year? How do you not have a mask? And the guy's like, well, we give them out for free. And I'm like, man, you know, if you don't want to go out, don't go out, but don't be blaming or making people do stuff for you. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's my rant. I'm I'm done ranting, but yeah. Hey, and there's always, you know, Amazon Fresh, Uber Eats, all of that. So you don't even you really even have to leave your house to do any type of shopping or get food or Door, groceries. DoorDash or has a COVID protocol where you can tell them to leave it on your porch. We want contactless driving, contactless yep. thing. And so, <laughs> yeah. and what's funny is my wife will thought I'll say, if they're wearing a glove, don't touch the bag. Because I laugh because I see people driving with gloves on. I'm like, you do realize, unless you're sanitizing those gloves, which I know you're not because it destroys the the latex, you're not doing anything. So, you know, but 
I drive with gloves because I pretend like I'm a race car driver. Tim even makes the vroom vroom sound it's, when he's going. And it's got the it's got the fingertips cut off too. <laughs> so uh, before we go on the Disney pile, let us know if you see anything you want us to talk about. If you share it on the page, we'll talk about it. So make sure you're in our group on Facebook, and you can find all those links at linktr.ee slash gaming. So the Olani Disney Resort and Spa is now starting to book 2022 bookings. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like it's like anything. It's just become uh, becoming available because they have, it's like 400 and some odd days out that you could book. So, okay. obviously, there's 365 days in a year. So I, I know somebody else was there um, last month, and they said it was actually pretty cool. I know Hawaii's become a lot more lax on their rules because, I mean – they're a tourism place. Um, but I know that they, they were, they were so strict because people don't realize there are some people there that are like super immune to, or super, um, uh, super, what, what is the word I'm looking for when they're, when the, it's everything, everything's harmful to them. They're super, uh, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I know what you're talking about. But susceptible. I don't know the word they're very susceptible to stuff because a lot of them are, like very isolated people out in the middle of nowhere that they do come in contact with strangers who explore the islands, whatnot. So um, that's exciting to see that they're kind of, you know, um, branching out. But as they do that, they're canceling all the sailings through June 2021 and the European sailings through September 18th because Europe is a freaking mess. Europe is so bad. And I guess I'm going to rant a little bit. Um, I have some friends on my Facebook page. Don't really talk to them often, but met them at like music festivals and whatnot. One of them lives in Italy working for the U.S. government. And the lockdowns they talked about were complete BS. Basically, you could have any kind of excuse to be going out and doing stuff out in Italy. So it wasn't like people were actually locked down. So that's the first little deceptive thing. But. I see why they're canceling them. As Tim talked, they probably haven't. Last week was the that um, what yeah, are they passengers, called? The well, that was for United States. The passenger, uh, whatever I, I can't remember what it was. Right, but so the, the ones through t- June twenty twenty one for here that makes sense because they probably are still working on that that deal, and it hasn't come through yet because June twenty twenty one is only a couple months away. Two months away, basically a month and a half. So that's not enough time for them to get people enough people booked for a ship and everything like that. I know someone who had a cruise planned for um, May of last year, I think it was. And legitimately, the amount of credit they gave them, they could go on two cruises. So people are just waiting because they're going to take advantage of it. You know, I don't know if I would ever do a cruise again after seeing how bad it got on those cruise ships that were docked outside of. Oakland and whatnot waiting to be brought back in when they were testing people. So, I mean, we're going to, we're going to see how that goes, but fingers crossed they start, you know, doing that. Uh, We also have, they have started doing stuff for jungle cruise overhaul. The first of which they did have some, wasn't it drawings of the monkeys um, playing with butterflies? Yeah. It was a new scene that came out that wasn't um, in the original ones that, uh, that they released, I don't know, 
in end of last year, beginning of this year. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a pair of monkeys catching butterflies, like you said. Um, one mer- one monkey is like searching for a butterfly with a net in its hand, and the other one is, um, as they put, happily snacks on one. So the drawings look uh, pretty cool, and it it looks like that they're going to be starting on that um, here here very well, very it's, shortly. It's now because they they've already removed Trader Sam, which I am kind of sad about because I like Trader Sam. He was the one you saw in the very end who was selling shrunken heads. Um, yep. I do understand why they got rid of it. Um, it's more than likely um, something similar to why they got rid of uh, a few things in different parts of the Disney parks. Because, you know, I believe the monkeys catching butterflies will probably go somewhere in the area where they have the ones that are uh, going through the luggage, probably, right? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't say anything. Well, because now you're going to have that whole... Because in the beginning, nobody really knew if Trader Sam was going to get taken out or whatnot. Right. They didn't specifically say. They they might be changing him. They might be making (laughs) modifications. They do that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because it was the uh, the native scene there, uh, at least on Disneyland's, is towards the end. So that whole scene is going to be removed. And then with Trader Sam um, being removed, basically that whole final scene, uh, there's going to be nothing there so i don't know if you know they got to fill that spot uh they um, they haven't said anywhere where any of these are going except for obviously the characters that will be changed in uh that are up the pole of the tree uh, yeah that uh obviously those those are going to be the scenes not going to be changed but it will just have more of a flow and the characters and actually they released the bios on each character that's going to be up the pole um which is which was pretty interesting to see that. So they're really going all in on making it all flow. But yeah, with the Trader Sam, there was one picture. Basically, they just threw like a, a mesh netting type deal that sometimes you see in the backgrounds if they're trying to uh, like hide a, a fence or, or an area or, or something. Like maybe they cleared out some plants, but they're still working on it. They'll throw like that camouflage netting over it. Uh, that the couple of pictures I saw that they just draped it over the the figure. So, but and, I mean, I'm excited because they're they, here's the thing: people complain about Disney changing stuff, changing stuff, changing stuff. They're evolving, they're adapting. They legitimately didn't just go in there and go, you know what, this is culturally insensitive. Let's remove it. They went through there and go, you know what, we're going to take this opportunity to upgrade everything, create a new story because the new, the old story doesn't work well anymore because no one knows it. So let's create a new story. You're going to have a whole new experience on the Jungle Cruise on the same ride. It's going to be fantastic. So I greatly appreciate the efforts that they're making to not only change it. Like when they got rid of the redhead, you know, the only thing I miss is my wife's redhead. So I would laugh at, you know, my favorite pin I got her was is We Wants the Redhead. Her name on TikTok is We, Wants the, we Want the Redhead because it was funny. But if you look back to the earliest, like, drawings and stuff of disney there was always the intention of having a female pirate in pirates of the caribbean it was a plan of walt disney himself so this right here is just adapting with the times and everyone should be thankful they're making the effort to actually make it somewhat you know awesome it's they're literally doing a whole new story 
Yeah, and with instead of you witnessing the story, you're going to be involved in the story. So it's yeah. not just like a, a cruise, as obviously the name um, you know leads to be, but you're going to be in it, and it's going to have ties to different areas outside of the ride and outside of the parks, ties with different parks. Um, as we mentioned in previous episodes, you know, Disney World, Disneyland, um, Hong Kong, and I think Paris, you know, there will all be some sort of ties based on um, this one, one ride. So, no, it'll, it'll be good. Hopefully just they don't put an animatronic rock there at the end where, where Trader Sam was. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe there's even be a, a tombstone or something. So, um, and also make sure to while we're talking about this real quick, I just saw on the Facebook the feed. Um, uh, there's a touching tribute to uh, George Siegel, who uh, played Pops on uh, Goldberg, such aired tonight Wednesday. So if you have the chance to go back and watch it or search for it, um, I'm I'm gonna watch it after all done because. I'm uh, kind of excited for that one because he was a great actor. I loved him on that show. Um, now we have um, – I saw an interview today actually about this. So Tom Brady finally got to go to Disney um, Disney World. And well, um, he, It wasn't that he finally got to go. Is he finally went. Right. Well, he, well, yeah, he finally went. Ironically enough, Aaron Rodgers was there recently with uh, Shailene Woodley showing a little PDA and kissing out in public, which Aaron Rodgers does not do. Speaking of which, hold on, hold the boat. Did you see what happened to him on Jeopardy? No. So this one dude had no chance of winning. He had $9,000, and the guy in first place had 22000 So even if he bet it all, he wouldn't win. So his answer to the question was, who called, who called the play to kick from when they lost in the playoffs? And everyone's been asking him, and Aaron Rodgers looks and just starts laughing because it was just so – it was amazing troll. So I just thought of that because they were at Disney World, but – uh, I I did see an interview going back to the topic that Tom Brady did regret throwing the Lombardi Trophy across the boats. But I felt like this dude has been – he's had a schedule his entire life for the past 22 years, 23 years, doing yes. the same thing, eating the same food, years. working yeah. out the same. He got a little tipsy and he had some fun. So I hope he had fun in Hollywood Studios celebrate the Super Bowl win. And hey, I hope and, he's and if be it in fell the, the bottom of the lake, he still has what six more to go back on, seven more. Exactly. So, so yeah, he he could sacrifice one. So uh, we already did that one. So the next one, which Tim actually, or no, was it Tim? No, someone mentioned it to me yesterday. Oh, today Connor. Connor was telling me um, they may be able to take uh, massless outdoor photos at Walt Disney World starting April eighth. So well, uh, actually, that's false. Actually, it started uh, today, April seventh. Awesome. So, well, so Connor told me Connor told me it was tomorrow too. Like he, it was said it, it was April. Early. Okay. Yeah. Which to me that makes so much more sense because here's the thing. I know they're watching the cameras. I know they have people running around, but I mean, why are you going to want to go if you can't take a mask off, to take a picture? Just pull it down real quick. Five seconds. I'm not saying sit there and try and set up the photo real quick with the mask off. I'm just saying if you go, hey, ready, ready, everyone pull the mask down, one, two, three, say cheese, real quick. 
I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And it's well, just showing and, they're going towards, you know, the next thing. Yeah. And we've learned a lot more with the virus than it right. was in the beginning. You know, in the beginning, it was, hey, mask up. We don't know, you know, how it spreads or anything like that. So keep the even it's and you've seen, you know, celebrities that went to Walt Disney World pull down their masks for um a picture and then you get the, all, all the backlash from everyone's like oh home way i can't do that but since they're a celebrity they could do it you know it's it's against the rules why can't you know they're treated differently and you know most of the time they say oh it's just down for you know just a brief moment or whatnot it's like that's you know then you you get the back and forth it's like yeah that's great but that's not the point it's against the rules i do it i get yelled at but you could do it you know a picture to to prove it so um, it is good, like you said, that they are um, allowing maskless pictures, but it was funny, what, a couple weeks ago, or maybe even a month ago, where they had um, signs on the ground saying in popular uh, photo areas that make sure you have your mask on when taking a picture, and it's just how um, you know everything's going and changing so rapidly that now they're allowing you to... Um, take your your photos maskless um outdoors so well and you gotta disney has the probably some probably better uh doctors in a lot of places so they probably i guarantee when you go to the parks you get an email within so long if you're from out of town if you're feeling sick if you have any issues because that's how because they are tracking it i don't know how they're doing it but they know because everyone from doctors and everything confirmed you know, they well, they they have to know. with contact tracing, right? But what I'm saying is, is how do you know someone doesn't think they just caught a cold flying on the plane? They don't think about coronavirus, and you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the next thing we have is mobile orders. Oh no, sorry. A Walt Disney World guest was arrested after sneaking through temperature check? What? Yeah, smart. Obviously, um, temperature checks are a big thing right now, have been for a while. And he just decided, hey, I don't need to do it. So they confronted him. And basically, he wasn't like belligerent or anything, but, you know... (laughs) Uh, I read an article. Oh, I paid fifteen thousand dollars to come here. Blah blah blah. Oh, that's so the guy. Yes. With, with that, I could do whatever I want. They're like, um, uh, no, sir. You either got to go back and get your temperature checked or what. And he just wouldn't do it. So they said, okay, well, see you later. You're not only bounced. And this was, um, I believe, going into Disney Springs. Yeah, because they said they caught him in front of the boathouse. Um, but no, you're not only just you know kicked out of Disney Springs, you're kicked out of the whole Walt Disney World Resort. So have a nice day. Yeah, so much for paying that fifteen thousand dollars, right? Right. Yeah. So basically, uh, yeah, he's not getting a refund, and uh, he won't be welcome back to the Disneyland uh, Disney World Resort anytime soon. Yeah, that's the that is quite the kind of quite the punishment, which is well deserved. Um, right. Oh wow! It's a mobile order at select Walt Disney World resorts currently restricted to hotel guests due to limited capacity. Now, is that mobile order for food or what? Any type of mobile order. Really? Yeah. 
So I just saw it in an article. I'm like, ooh, that stinks. So basically, <laughs> if you want a mobile order, say you're in the park and want to go over to a, a hotel or whatnot, uh, you can't do it unless you're you're staying there. And I saw a thing that it said, um, a screen grab that says, oh, it's only uh, you could only order if you're uh, a hotel guest. So how they have that, I I don't know. I'm sure it's you know somehow connected to your uh you know disneyland or disney world app but uh, uh yeah so but it well, would it would i mean, would, I mean they gotta start somewhere because i mean you gotta think if they start getting too far behind they probably only prepare so much because they're limited on their capacities and whatnot so it makes sense why they would do this but yeah no it, exactly especially uh if you know now uh park hopping's back at disney world so you're not just people are going just to one park they're going to you know you could go to multiple parks um and probably with you know springs here spring break all of that so it's becoming more and more popular i know um shoot every time i look like for like four or five days in a row that universal in hollywood i mean in uh florida was basically at capacity for like four or five days in a row i'm assuming because of spring break and and everyone going over there right and i mean uh, i know locals because connor's local and i know he knows people that go you know they'll make a plan for two or three days a week that they are available yeah and they just don't go whatever the reservation doesn't matter and if you don't go it's no big deal they're not gonna charge you for it yeah you know it's just like holding your spot but yeah yeah so but that's that's interesting, especially if you know if you liked. Uh, and I'm sure if you had a reservation before, um, you'd be fine. But if you just wanted to, like that thing is just more so just the the mobile ordering, not if you had a reservation. Um, so it seems like that the the restaurants um, at some of the resorts uh, are are becoming more popular. Either that or they're going to maybe need to, to staff up to provide more food services um, moving moving forward. Well, I mean, you got to think, in reality, they probably already are at, you know, lower capacity. So that's, that's probably why they're doing it, too. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Um, so there's a new attraction poster reveal for Snow White's Enchanted Wish at Disneyland. What's that? Yeah, so that's the they did the refurb of uh, Snow White's Scary Adventure and changed it uh, to Snow White's Enchanted Wish. And when you're walking through the tunnels under, um, whether you go left or right after the turnstiles uh, under the railroad track, they have the movie. I mean, the uh, attraction posters there. Yeah. And the Snow White one has been uh, seen and put up on it. The picture was really not the greatest because of just the lighting. Um, in the tunnel and where it was at was really dim, but you could tell that it's uh, the new poster is is already up. So mm. I thought that was was pretty interesting. Obviously, especially with the park opening here uh, in a couple weeks. Mm. So that should be fun. I'm I'm gonna be watching those videos of that stuff. Even though I didn't tell you this yet, Tim, but uh, the wife has said that basically we will be going before the end of the year because that's just what's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that trip. Well, um, be, be on the 
be on the uh, on the website uh, often. No, I think we're we're, we're not we're late, later this year. Way later. No, I know, but it, it'll it'll fill fill up quick. I'm not worried about it at all because I don't think it's going to go as fast as people think it's going to, especially just for California residents. But um, uh, yeah. And the next one, which is food related, is my favorite. And they're gonna have panko crusted pickle dogs in downtown Disney. How is that? Um, how is that? That sounds. That's, I I don't like pickles, but I kind of want to try it. So at first, I'm like, okay, it's a pickle. They put batter on it. Um, no, it's did, a pickled <laughs> hot dog, isn't it? And, and the and the panko. I mean, and the panko, and did it that way. Oh no, no, <laughs> it's. The Disneyland, the big giant pickle, hollowed out with the hot dog in the middle of that. So it's a hot dog in the pickle, and then the panko really? on the out on the outside. So everyone was saying, "Oh man, that just it doesn't sound right." But um, a couple of the, the articles that I read, the people that got it, they're like, "You know what? It actually isn't that bad." But you have to like pickles because that's kind of the the, the majority of the taste yeah. that that you're gonna get, and I mean it's for thirteen bucks. So yes, it is uh, a you know bigger. They said it is a pretty good uh, size, you know, bigger than the normal uh, corn dogs. But as they say, hey, we tried it once for thirteen bucks. We'd rather spend it elsewhere. But we could say that that we tried it, and like they said, if you're not a pickle fan, you probably wouldn't like it because that's what uh the taste that comes out prominent in it so i mean it it looked pretty cool yeah uh, that sounds delicious even though i'm not a big pickle person but i think i would try it just for just because panko kind of changes the flavor of a lot of stuff so yeah and it, and it's it's not at any of the restaurants it's at one of the carts outside like how you could get that's the churros right. that's what and, i assumed yeah the churro ice cream sandwich is at the california churro cart um so it's the same thing like this. It's I I can't remember what card it's at, but it's it's got the display right there. Yeah, well, we'll see. So Tim needs to go before me and try it. Um, it's only thirteen dollars, so it's not too bad. Um, this one was kind of a shocking to me. Is park hopping will be available when Disneyland Resort theme parks open? Because that was the first thing they put the kibosh on in Walt Disney World. No park hopping, right? And they're like, it's going to be open, and I don't I don't know why, but I mean. Yeah, and and it's it's very similar to how Walt Disney World is doing it. After two o'clock, we're at Disneyland. It's going to be starting at one o'clock, um, and I think they've probably learned from Disney World. And I mean, at Disneyland, you don't need to take a bus or the monorail or a boat or the Skyliner to a different resort. You just walk across the Esplanade, and you're at um, DCA. So I think that probably helps out as well. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that I would think, hey, you'd start at one park, whether it's DCA or um, Disneyland, and hey, you'd have to stay there pretty much all day. So, um, which which is cool because at least you could, and it says you could start out at any park in the morning. You don't have to start out at, at Disneyland and then go over. You could start at um any park which obviously um and then after one o'clock you could go back and forth so the next thing we have which is kind of important for one reason 
So they have the full list of Disneyland and California Adventure attractions that will be open, which will be closed starting April 30th. And I noticed that because of the rules of the state, people were worried, well, Rise of the Resistance is not qualified because indoor, all this, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think that's what, that's one of the reasons why I think it wasn't going to sell out. But then all of a sudden, I've been seeing all these Disney ads where literally they list out the top rides that are going to be open to ride at Disneyland when the park opens. Surprisingly, Splash Mountain is one of them. Yeah, and the Rise of the Resistance, it will be open and it will be uh, virtual queuing like they yep. did before. Yes, um, which I think opened. they're going to try and they're trying to try and implement on all the indoor rides is virtual queuing in some form or fashion. Yeah, I didn't read anything um, on that. The only one that they mentioned on the Disneyland site was the the Rise of the Resistance, but it was interesting on some of the unavailable ones because it's just easier to go over than the available ones. Um, Buzz Lightyear is going to be closed because it's on a refurb. Matterhorn's going to be closed because of refurb. Um, the monorail is not going to be open. Which makes the, sense. The great moments with Mr. Lincoln is not going to be open. Do you know why? Um, I don't know, because it's indoors. Nope. Because the length of the... Remember we talked about this. The length yeah. of the time you're in there is too long. So Yeah, makes but it was the same amount of time as rise of the resistance i thought no i think, Anyways, it, I think it's a little bit longer but <clears throat> go ahead. um and then the finding nemo submarine voyage isn't going to be um open that makes sense <laughs> um tom sawyer i pirate slayer at tom sawyer ireland isn't going to be open uh the sailing ship columbia is not going to be open um storybook land canal boats is not open Star Wars Launch Bay and Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough, we will uh, will not be open um, as well. So that's for California, and then for um, I'm sorry, that's for Disneyland. For California Adventure, the Animation Academy will not be open, so you cannot go in an air conditioned building when it's nice and hot outside. So that stinks. <laughs> um, the Boudin Bakery tour won't be open. Golden Zephyr, Grizzly River Run. Red Call Red Car Trolley Sorcerer's Workshop and the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail will not be open. My favorite. So and those and, and as I say, you know, will not be open um starting April thirtieth. Which a, it could open two weeks later. Yeah, exactly. And there was a couple closed for refurb, so those were planned and scheduled ones. Right. So but what I'm excited for is Haunted Mansion did a good uh, refurbishment, so and that's going to be open. Um, Snow White's, um, which that's a good uh, one to uh, take a nap on. If anyone needs to take a good nap, go on uh, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, but I'm just excited to see it for the new changes that they did in it. Um, Snow White Enchanted Wish, they did. You know that was another that big was yeah that 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 they did. So I know some people they don't like watching the ride videos. I I actually watch the ride videos uh -huh. so that way when I ride it, I don't miss anything. I know what to look for and not like, Oh crap. Well, it's, did you see it? No. And you know, I missed it. The whole reason was to see it and, um, you know, don't want to want to miss it. So, um, and then kind of just, it's the next thing on the thing, but 
the obviously the jungle cruise will not be open um as well which they're uh, doing the refurbishment on that too so up. yeah but the weird thing is is the one in walt disney world will be open as they're doing the refurbishment on it so um but yeah the that will not be open so if you didn't get a chance to write it before the parks closed um you will have to go on youtube and find a good ride through video of it yeah google them watch them they're fun um so two things that ended off uh i was surprised by this one so savi's workshop is going to be doing reservations starting on april 22nd which they did when they first opened um and the droid depot is not requiring reservations at star wars galaxy's edge at disneyland park Makes sense because they're sales type thingies. There might be a show that go along with it, but they are selling you an item, so it's probably a loophole in that one. Um, yeah, and it was interesting on the Savi's workshop that they were going to um, have that open. I'm sure it's going to be you know every other because that's the one where you actually build the two hundred dollar and you right. build your your lightsaber. So I I know they were kind of spaced out before, but I don't know if they were spaced out enough. So it might be, you know, every other building bay, but I'm glad to see that that obviously with the reservations and having that back going, because I know a lot of people say, hey, yeah, it is expensive, but the um, kind of the, the show and dance that they do along with it, everyone says it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome, especially if you get a good cast member in there. Right. Yeah. Um, and the last thing we have tonight is the theme park reservation system launches April 12th for Disneyland result additional ticket info released. So well, I think what they're going to do is like what they did with the taste of the touch of Disney thing. I think they're going to slowly release basically reservations over time, over time, over time. The one thing I have heard is you don't have to have tickets for the reservation, do you? Huh? Oh, sorry, say that again. I don't think you have to have tickets for the reservation, do you? What do you mean tickets for the reservation? So like you don't have to be you don't have to purchase tickets to make your reservation. All you have to do is get in there to make a reservation to go and then you buy your tickets later. Uh yeah, to get into the park you you have to have a ticket, but you have to have a reservation. But you don't in. have to have a ticket to get a reservation. Yeah. Yeah. Um but so I guess for existing ticket holders that uh, had prior to the park shutdown, which was in March 14th of last year, you'll be able to book on April 12th. And on April 9th, you'll be able to see uh, check online to see what days are available for your tickets. Right. And they say that the tickets will go on sale no earlier than 8 a.m. Uh, it doesn't say I'm assuming Pacific Standard Time because normally that's how they do it at whatever um time the the theme park is in and um obviously they said you know expiration dates for most of the tickets were were extended right uh, so I mean, we kind of went over that in the last last episode so that's for if you already have a ticket and if you don't know what type of or what ticket you have and when it expires or whatnot obviously the best thing to do is to go on the disneyland's uh page and then for new tickets like if you don't have a ticket already um it will begin on april 15th obviously once again they will go on sale no earlier than 8 a.m 
and like they say, they expect popular dates to to sell out fast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no restrictions from the number of days a guest can book at one time, but will be limited to ten tickets total pull, per reservation. Um, and as we mentioned before, until further notice, only California redi- residents will be able to purchase tickets. Max Pass and Fast Pass will not be available at first. Um, and like I said, a virtual queuing system will be used for Rise of the Resistance. Um, guests with a valid theme park admission ticket who are planning a stay at uh, the Grand California will also need to book a theme park reservation as a hotel stay does not guarantee theme park reservation. That is correct. So you can't uh, can't stay at the at the uh, hotel and automatically get in. So in reality, what you have to do is you literally have to, if Tim and I were going, um, we would both have to be checking to get our reservations while our wives were getting the reservations for the hotels. Literally, if we wanted to stay on resort. So we would literally have to be tag teaming it to make sure we got both things. So, yep. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, park hours are going to be from 9am to 7pm. Thought the closing was a little early, um, but you know, uh, and then parking will be available at Mickey and Friends and Pixar Pals parking parking structure, so no Toy Story lot. Um, and then for dining, you know, as I say, they recommend contactless and cashless mobile order Disneyland app, um, and then it does say. In order to foster physical distancing during this time, Disneyland Disney will plan to reopen dining bookings for select locations on April 22nd with limited capacity. You'll also be able to book your dining reservation 60 days in advance on Disneyland.com with the Disney app, subject hey. to availability. So you could, the nice thing is, is you could get your ticket and then wait a couple days, um, depending on if you have a ticket or not. And then wait a couple days and then get your dining reservation where it's not everything doesn't all become available at once. And it's like, okay, how do I, you know, like you were, like you were saying, Chris, we're tag teaming. It's like, okay, I'm going to try to get the tickets. You try to get the dining reservations and, and go. From yeah. There. It makes it complicated. So, but um, hopefully they got, you know, their no website crashes or anything like that. Um, when everything becomes available, I know with, um a touch of disney they had a problem with um like the queuing system going on pause because they had a lot available and then releasing the two weeks after that war with this i don't think they will um have that issue they'll probably have and i don't know how far it, everything i said didn't uh say anything about how far out they will have it i'm assuming right. it'll be um whatever their normal uh, distance uh, out they they would normally have. I want to say it's a rolling 60 days. Yeah. So that's when uh, my sister went to Disney World. She had to make sure she set an alarm for setting the reservations for BR guests and stuff like that yeah. for for the 60 days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I remember when, when we went on our um, honeymoon on the the same thing in getting like fast pass reservations or whatnot when they uh first came out um so uh it'll be be interesting interesting to see and what i'm sure there's going to be some hiccups on it but um see what what dates 
sell out fast or which ones may be sold out before um, even the normal new tickets will be able to to get them. So, no, it's at least we got more information on it and how it's gonna gonna happen. And it's interesting how they put on it that no tickets will be released earlier than eight a.m. So pretty much because I know before there are like for a touch of Disney, it's like what they didn't. What time is it gonna start? What time is it gonna start? Keep refreshing. Keep refreshing. So. Well, if if anyone gets tickets, let us know. We want to see pictures. We want to have fun with you until we can get our own tickets. So uh, there is one thing I want to talk about before we leave. And it was the today they released the information about Tiger Woods' crash. Did you see what happened? I heard about it. Um, and it was, he was interesting seeing he was the doing updates. 84 to 87 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone and the tree that he hit he hit it doing 75 miles an hour yeah wow. and they yeah. said that they think that he went to break and hit, and he the, hit the accelerator gas accelerator instead and so. it was a brand new car so i mean you never know but to me it feels like more he was just driving reckless you know around corners that he thought he knew kind of thing so just wanted to bring that out because that dropped today and it was, it's it's going to be a big discussion topic we don't talk about stuff like that really but wanted to yeah, bring it up that be, was yeah. crazy. <laughs> i want to I be curious to see is because they said that and it's like okay was that like you know like you said time of impact he was going 74 was he going that like when when was he doing that no, they they said that they said that it was seventy five miles an hour at impact with no braking detected. Yeah, because there, I guess the car he was in has basically a black box in it that tells the police everything that was going on. Yeah, so I'm assuming the eighty four to eighty seven was when he was driving around corners and kind of going crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. It was just like uh, it seems like there's just like something uh, in my in my opinion, like there's kind of something missing there and the interesting thing is in the beginning how they said they weren't going to release anything um and i think because uh on the article that i read at the bottom it said uh tiger woods waived his uh, like privacy rights or whatnot so they can release it so i think in yes. the beginning when they said oh they're not going to release it is they were waiting for to see what he wanted to to do and then oh he you know Waved his well, right, and the, the problem they have with that is he has no rights on that one because because public funds were used to rescue him and do all that kind of thing. They basically he you know you don't you don't have the rights to it. So you know it yeah, is. But then how? Is, but then how is. could he release the public rights then if he didn't have the rights to it? So basically, I believe that if he releases his public rights to it, there's something there's some things they can't make. So they can say they believe speed was a factor, but I believe the details themselves are what have to be released. What, what he has to say yes or no to. Correct. Yeah. So okay. It's one of those things. But I digress. We want to thank you all for listening, for sticking through with us. There is a topic I want to talk about next week that will bring some of you back is about the whole uh, David Dobrik situation and um, these rape allegations, all this stuff, not against him, but against Dirty Dom. Um, it is entertainment related. 
David Dobrik's one of the biggest YouTubers out there, and now he's no longer monetized because of what happened. But we'll get to that next week. This week, we want to thank you for hanging out with us, having fun. And we want to make sure you go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. Find me and Tim there. And we thank you all for listening. All of Tim's friends and Tulare, I see you guys all the time. So uh, make sure you go through, like, and follow, and do all that good stuff with our stuff. And for the FOMOCast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.